Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Well, hello there, you fabulous design professional. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 188, where we ask the searing question, can you be friends with clients? This podcast was inspired by a guest we had a few episodes back, Isabel Gomez. She was a wonderful guest, episode 185, Design Matters. You may recall that Isabel is an interior designer from Brussels. She is a Spanish-speaking native, and we talked a mile a minute together, like we've been friends forever. Isn't that just the way it is when you meet other designers? Of course we understand each other. Of course we speak each other's language. Anyway, the original conversation I had with Isabel was so good, we couldn't use all of it. It was just too much information. So I carved out this little section where Isabel speaks about the benefit of defining her ideal client. How, in fact, once she figured out who her ideal client was, that informed how she dressed, what car she drove, where she marketed her business, what vendors she works with, which art gallery she shops at for clients, even what her Instagram post should say. I had the same experience as Isabel. It was revolutionary for me to really narrow it down. And I resisted doing that for so long because, of course, you've heard me say this before, I wanted all the jobs. I wanted all the clients. I didn't realize what I was missing out on by not taking time to identify who my ideal client is. And that had me thinking about What a huge transformation my life has been since 1991 when I launched my company and today. When I first started out, I had so few boundaries I was willing to protect. I would do anything to make the client happy. But tragically, of course, that kind of attitude didn't make the client happy and it made me miserable. So none of my clients became friends. I learned over time that if the line between me and the client wasn't really clear, I wasn't going to like the position I found myself in. You know, where a client says, let's go for lunch, and you end up spending two hours talking about the project, but you can't bill for that time because you're having lunch. Those dates felt more like a hostage takeover than a lovely lunch with friends. So I went to the opposite extreme where I wasn't friends at all with clients. No way. I work for you. We're not friends. I mean, I practically wore a sign around my neck and that was okay. It was better than the previous way where I really wanted them to like me and I tried to please them all the time. But now 15 years in using the systems and protocols that make my business thrive and make my projects run smoothly and make my clients happy, I'm entering this new phase where I actually am friends with clients. We've worked together two or three times. I know them intimately. I know their family members intimately. I've been invited to their weddings and their kids' weddings. We've become friends. And in every situation where it works, it's because the client is a mature, respectful human being and really understands the difference between hanging out with Kimberly as a friend and having Kimberly come over and work for them at their home. So I think the answer is yes, you can be friends with clients. But if you're just starting out and you don't feel like you have 
all the boundaries you need in place or equally important, you're not willing to protect those boundaries, then you might consider erring on the side of let's keep it professional. I've learned something else. It's also possible to work for friends and family. If you had asked me 15 years ago if that was possible, I would have said, oh my gosh, do not do it. I've tried it and it doesn't work. But today I have an entirely different perspective. In the past, when friends or family wanted to hire me, I made concessions. Oh, don't worry about a retainer. Oh, I'm not going to charge you my whole rate. Oh, I'm not going to charge you for this house call or meeting because it's on the weekend, because we're having a glass of wine together. Invariably, those projects went off the tracks, which is so painful, right? So painful, in fact, I went through more than a decade where I just said flat out no to any friend or family member who asked me for help. Eventually, a really close girlfriend said, this is crazy. Why won't you work for me? And we had a really good conversation about it. And we agreed that I would be willing to try it and I would run her project as if she were any other client, which it doesn't mean she wouldn't be important to me. Every single client is really important, but I would run her project exactly as if she were a client I didn't know. No difference at all. And you know what? It worked. I mean, that really blew my mind. And now, of course, I've worked for six, seven, eight, I don't know, really good friends. It's gone well. And in many cases, we've done more than one project together. I have successfully worked for friends. People who were friends before they hired me. The difference is only one difference. I treat them exactly the way I treat any other client. I make no concessions. That sounds horrible. They're your friends. Shouldn't you give them a discount? No, because when I give them a discount, for reasons I can't really explain, both of us behave differently. Maybe on some level, it undermines my expertise right off the bat. And try as I might, I can't help it, but I get resentful when they ask me to do certain tasks. And I think, gosh, I'm not even charging them the full amount, or I'm not charging them for all the hours. How can they ask me to do this? With a client who's paying full price, I never have that feeling. It may be a task I'm not really excited about, but I certainly can be grateful for the opportunity to be of service, and I can be grateful for the profitability of my company. I can work for friends now. It works. We get through the project. We love the results. Big hugs all around. And then when the project's over, we go back to just being friends. Honestly, I didn't think it was possible. Turns out, once again, the problem was never the clients, it was always me. And actually, that's good news, because if the problem is me, I can fix that. I can change my behavior, my attitude, my methods of working. I can't change any of those things for anyone else. If I'm responsible, I'm not a hapless victim, right? If you're responsible, you're not a victim, You have an obligation to make changes to protect yourself. And the benefit of those changes, by the way, is suddenly client projects work better. We can create a new and better reality for ourselves starting right now, very much like today's guest. Isabel Gomez is going to tell you how she refined and she narrowed And then she honored 
her own definition of an ideal client. And that was the thin edge of the wedge that changed everything else. Let me tell you about this awesome designer. Isabel Gomez is an interior design professional from Brussels, Belgium. I told you already she's Spanish-speaking, and you'll hear that in her beautiful accent. She has a warm heart and a cool head, and she's great at business. Her business has exploded in the last six months. She's gone from three employees to seven because she's so busy. Yes, right now, during the middle of this pandemic. Isabel says she doesn't believe in luck. This is a result of the actions she's taken and the actions she hasn't taken. She has great advice for everybody in this episode as we talk about our ideal clients and whether or not you can work with friends. We can be friends, you and me. I'm really grateful I'm no longer alone on this journey. Let's check in with Cheryl Horn and see what's happening at Business of Design. Cheryl, is today the day we make the announcement? It is. It is. We're very excited to announce that we will be launching the new Business of Design site on October 5th which is only two weeks away, which is scary and exciting all at the same time. But um, we will be sending out more information um, through our newsletter to let our members and uh, website users just know what to expect during that time. Obviously, there will be a little bit of downtime, but we'll let you know times and what to expect um, on and around October 5th. I am so crazy excited about this. What do you think people are looking forward to the most or what what might be the highlight, I guess? I would say the, the biggest highlight for the site, and I think that um, the main thing that most of our members are waiting for is the new Business of Design 15-step project management strategy certificate program. Yes, the BOD 15. Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy is a mouthful, so we have officially started calling it the BOD 15. It's the foundation And you can imagine 16 years plus and more than 100 projects later. Yes, I have done more than 100 projects in the last 15 years using the BOD 15 or what I like to call a Kimberly Selton Design Group 15-step project management strategy, but more than 100 projects. So things have changed, changed within the steps, changed in how easy they are to use. And as you mentioned, we are now launching Business of Design Professional Certification, and some client-facing language you can use, which will speak to your integrity and your transparency and your systems and your process. And in fact, this is the first time I would say things have dramatically changed. Some of the steps are unrecognizable. In the past, we had a couple of courses where the steps were combined. That just isn't the case anymore. A lot more information, a lot more linear process. The site itself is going to be more easy to use, and there are going to be more clear paths of learning. It's all mapped out, so you can find what you need more easily. Um, Another announcement for the next two weeks, we've actually shut down new registration for members. We have been promoting that current members will get in, will stay at their current rate uh, when rates go up with the new site. Um, As long as you're a member, your rate will never increase, which is amazing. Uh, We're also going to open things up for 10 days following launch so that new members, again, can also get in on our current rates 
rates rather uh, before they do increase. So while registration is closed now, you are not going to miss out. Uh, we're just going to ask you to wait until that new site launches and you'll still get in on current pricing, but you'll have full access to the new site, which is exciting. If you're not already receiving our newsletter, make sure that you do that. Uh, you can set up a free account at businessofdesign.com and then you can stay up to date on all the news that we will be sending out over the next couple weeks about the launch of the site and certainly that um, promo to get in on current pricing. This is by far the most extensive relaunch we've done and we've done five of them plus, and I feel like there should be a drum roll here, plus at last, finally, my operations manual is ready to share with the world. We'll keep everyone uh, informed about that. But in the meantime, it's uh, all hands on deck getting ready for this launch, which we're pretty excited about. We've been working on this for a really long time. So really excited for everyone to see it. These are insanely busy days for business of design. And it also happens that we've gotten really busy in my real job <laughs> working with clients, which is great. So definitely feeling the pinch these days, not enough hours in the day, but we will launch in less than a month. And none of that, by the way, would be possible without Cheryl and the rest of our team. So I can't thank you enough. And now we got to get back to work. And you, enjoy the show. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Now we'll jump right into the conversation. You won't hear a normal like, hey, Isabel, how are you? Because that was in a different episode. This is a conversation midway, but right on point in terms of what it means to get clear about who your ideal client is and whether or not you can work for friends. You mentioned already your ideal client. What else can you tell me about <laughs> how you are approaching that? How important is knowing your ideal client? What does that mean for you? This is the most amazing discovery that I, because once you know who your ideal client is, everything, everything you do from the location where you are until the presentation that you do, until the where you, you dress your car, everything is intentional. Your communication, uh, everything, the, the choices that we do, everything, the furniture that we buy, the providers we decide to work with. As far as you know, who are you talking to when you are doing marketing or communication? And then once you are working with them, you know, you know what they are, you know how they, what they like, and you know what they are looking for. So this has made my life so easy because whenever I have to take a decision, I don't know, an, Insta an Instagram post, whatever, always in mind, who are we talking to, to our ideal clients? So this makes things so, so easy. 
you know, sometimes because I am, sometimes I, I when I listen to you, I am worse than you. I have 10,000 ideas by day, yeah? you know, and I come to the thing, and you know what, we could do this, we could do this. And now, I, at first I say, well, would you be that for my ideal client? And then if the answer is no, we don't do it. Once you get into that groove, and the thing is you can get into that groove much quicker than I got into that groove by having some intention around, mm-hmm. right? I just wanted all the jobs. Exactly. It's a long time to realize, mm-hmm. actually, I don't want all the jobs. I want jobs that are exactly mm-hmm. like this. And like, these are my exact clients. And now what's really interesting, my clients are starting to meet each other and connect because we mm-hmm. have more commonalities if you will, like we exactly. taking the same trainers and now we have, you know, I gave out these beautiful spices for the holidays and now all of them are mm-hmm. cooking with the same spices. And so we're, sh- we're sharing recipes. Mm-hmm. Like, I never dreamed that my clients would mm-hmm. become friends and I would be a conduit to that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And then, of course, obviously, when you are with so much time with a client, it's like, you know, I I don't want to talk about things that I'm not interested in. I don't want to help or work for people who has uh, certain uh, political ideas or, or, or a way of seeing life. At the end of the day, we get attracted and we attract the people who are a bit like us or a lot like us. And of course, if you do yoga, you are going to buy it's like an energy, you know, like, and then at the end of the day, it's like, I, I tell you, I don't feel like working because even if I have a conversation with my client, even if it's work related, it's interesting right. because there are people who travel because uh, uh, I share, I don't know, this and then an experience and I am interested by what they say and what, ex- what they experience in their lives. And it's the same for me. I can share with them. So it's a, it's a lot more than a job. It's a lot more than working. It's just sharing and knowing. And uh, yeah, of course, it's uh, totally, I, I, I understand it. It's, I wouldn't say that the clients become my friends because uh, <laughs> this is uh, something else, but uh, almost. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. It's interesting. I kind of, I would say the very first time I work with a client's we're not friends, but by the second and uh-huh. third time, the lines begin to blur a little bit, but they're very respectful of what's uh-huh. work time and what's friend time. It's interesting. I'm having to okay, toe okay. that line a little bit now because I've got some clients that I've worked with three or four times and yeah, I mean, I've, you know, that was, I you know, see. they had wow. babies and now their kids are having a 13th birthday party or a 16th birthday party or <laughs> it's funny wow. but um yeah, yeah. and Kimberly really do you not- find do you think that you 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 need I'm sorry no go ahead go ahead I was I was going to ask you do you think that you need a, a certain mature maturity as a person and as a business owner to be able to work for friends would you say that well, I'll tell you what without, happened. Without compromising the, the friendship, huh? Yeah. Initially, I was completely run over by clients. There were no boundaries at all. And so I mm-hmm. thought that I'm, you know, I'm nice. Clients are nice. They're going to be my best friend. And that was very bad for me initially. So I became super harsh 
to the point that no client, you know, I had a decade where no client would have thought of me as a friend. I was all business. I was like a robot. <laughs> like we are not friends. I work for you. <laughs> That's it. And I guess I needed to go through that transition. And now I find I can, I can negotiate that boundary a little bit more now and be really clear. But the other thing that's really Uh cool, Isabel, is I can now work for people who were friends before being clients. I have no problem Uh with friends, but I treat them exactly Uh as I treat any other client. And then it goes really well. If I do anything Uh differently, it does not go well. uh Exactly. This is the secret. Yeah, so many secrets, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so many, so many. The the other, last week I I had a meeting with, uh, it was a first consultation. And then these people were asking so many things, so many things. And they were like saying that, you know, we don't need this. We don't need this. Can we do that without this? And I was so strongly saying no this is not negotiable this is the way and I told them maybe I am not the person you are looking for and you know a few years ago I would never never dare to say that but and people are like well thank you for your honesty because exactly maybe you are not the the clients for me and maybe I'm not your interior designer right Good for you. It's that's easier said than done. If you're, <laughs> no, if you're just starting out or you don't have enough clients, we understand that that's hard to do. But I do the same thing now. Mm-hmm. There are just certain things I'm not willing to negotiate. And the last one that happened to me was 2019. She didn't want the goods to be installed all at one time. She wanted to receive items one at a time as they arrived. And I said, no, I'm sorry, that's a deal breaker. And we decided not to work together. She didn't like that. So I said, that's okay. I completely understand. There are lots of designers who will send you one chair and one lamp at a time. You can work with them. And I wish you well. Mm. Um, It was great. It was a really good... I cannot even believe... I cannot even imagine the mess, Kimberly. The mess of... uh, No, never. I know exactly what's going to happen. She, what will happen is you deliver one sofa, but the rest of the furniture isn't there. So uh-huh. she'll call you in a panic that it's too big or it's too small because there's exactly. nothing else around it in the mm-hmm. right context, or it's the wrong color because it's sitting beside other things that aren't going to mm-hmm. be there anymore. And then she'll take out a magnifying mm-hmm. glass and she'll look at every stitch on the sofa. And she'll find one that's Thanks. crooked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she'll call you and tell you she's mm-hmm. not going to pay you for it. That's how it goes. It's crazy making. No, uh-uh, no exactly. more. Exactly. Thank you to Isabel Gomez for letting us use a portion of the conversation in this episode. And thank you, listeners. Stay well, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? 
together we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.